Hey guys, it's Whitney. And Jackie. And sorry we've been MIA. <laughs> um, I mean, we haven't recorded since last year. Just yes, it's been a while. We've been busy. Life changes. Like Moving, your, school, yeah. mm-hmm. work. Quitting jobs, starting jobs. Life. But anyway, uh, we're going to switch things up and we're going to have our first visitor today. It's our friend Hillary. That we met working at the kitchen that Jackie and I met working at. Yeah, that. I'm a little... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, so... (laughs) So, Hillary, you grew up in New Jersey? I did. I was born and raised. Where at? Born and raised. Hunterdon County, New Jersey. It is the little-known part of New Jersey called Central New Jersey. Oh, Oh, so interesting. Yeah. That sounded so authentic. Thank you. So interesting. And how long ago did you move to Jersey City? I've been living here for about five or six years. And before that, I was in New Milford, New Jersey. Oh, I didn't ask. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, well, damn. Milford, New Jersey? New Milford. There's a hundred There's a hundred different Milfords in New Jersey, so you have to okay. specify which That's one. Yeah. Uh, I just wrote down a few questions that I'm just going to throw at you, if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Senator McCarthy. Yeah, you got it. Um, okay, so I was thinking about how you're from New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I was wondering what uh, New Jersey stereotypes you fulfill yourself. Oh, Well, you know what? I get involved in the pork roll Taylor Ham debate, and I don't want to, you know? I want to say I'm better than that. But I just had that argument literally 2 o'clock in the morning yesterday. <laughs> Was that when you were trying to get into my department? <laughs> it doesn't matter where the conversation took place, but that's definitely one of them. Um, another one, I used to be an aggressive driver, but I'm not anymore. You're not? No, we're just kidding. I'm a reformed, <laughs> aggressive driver. Yes. Reformed. That's big. Yeah. I, I'm not even sure what New Jersey stereotypes I know. Fist pumping, the Jersey <laughs> sweep. That's the drive where you just, that's the driving move where you uh, sweep across all seven to eight lanes of traffic to get from one exit to the other. Okay. Well, what about like food? Besides the pork roll and ham thing. Stereotypes? Yeah. I mean, like a lot of Italian I see. I No, not really, because I grew up in central New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I have an Irish family. So, yeah, we did the Italian meals, because that's how you feed, like, 30 Irish people. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in farm country, so, like, I grew up with, like, stands at the end of people's driveways where you would just go and pick up corn or watermelon or tomatoes and, like throw the money in the little tin or you sell it to the farmer there there's a guy who sells peaches at the back of his truck and like it's just like a random teenager (laughs) every year it's a different one (laughs) and they just sell you the peaches so shout out to you peach guy yeah Yeah. george farmer george best peaches in new jersey i know i was just thinking that uh fucked up good right yeah yeah okay okay Literally I, the best corn I've ever had in my right? life. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You only had like one corn on the cob that many. I remember. I, I, brought, like six, I brought six corn on the cobs home with me in my bag. 
Yeah. That was good. Six. Coming from central New Jersey is like such a special place. Like the food, like that's where you see Garden State. I feel like people don't okay. believe me when I say Garden State, but then you go there and you're like, oh shit. Well, I remember when we were coming back from the farm, we stopped at that like random place. Oh, my parents' farm? Yeah. Oh, it was like an indoor farmer's market? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was interesting, except for that one lady on the phone. <laughs> Oh my I forgot about that. She was the worst. Oh my lord. <laughs> anyway, and then we went to Wawa. I feel like that might be a stereotype. Holy the shit. North you East. know what? I am so sorry. I feel like I'm one of those people that like gets overwhelmed when people ask me questions. Like, would you rather? Because I feel like I just panic and pick the first thing that comes to my mind rather than honestly think about it. Yeah, Wawa is number one on my list. That's like one of my favorite places in the world. If I could get, I if I could get my your, wedding catered there. <laughs> I recently saw your Insta story at Wawa. Yeah, Wawa coffee is unbelievable. But did and you Whitney, know? you begged us to stop there. And we were Wawa. like, we're going to the farm. We're going to Wawa. I've never heard of it. <laughs> she was like, this is just a, a it's gas, a gas and station. Like, and you're like, like you're oh, taking me to a gas station. You. Yeah. <laughs> but... Like, when I go to Asbury Park, like, we'll stop at Wawa, but, like, the the sign, there's, like, a goose on the sign. Yeah. And, it, and I figured out it's because goose kind of sound like they were saying, Wawa. Do you think that's the, the <laughs> yeah, history like, behind? Wah, wah, I don't wah, know the history wah. behind. I I mean, I don't know, but that's just what I thought when I said Anyone knows the history behind <laughs> Wawa. I feel like I should, because I just said DM it's us. 20 Central New Jersey. <laughs> Sponsor us, Wawa. Oh my god. I would stay on this podcast forever. Hillary has a reasonable big gulp cup. But speaking of your the farm that you grew up on, I was wondering like what was like one of the weirdest things that happened when you were growing up on the farm? Well, I feel like people underestimate how much death is on a farm and like not expected death but unexpected death mm-hmm. so like a weird dark thing this is like immediately really dark but <laughs> I uh came home from school one day and was like either walking or driving up the driveway and like a fox had gotten into a chicken coop and by that point we had like 27 chickens and got all of them so there was Whoa. like feathers everywhere it was a straight up massacre of chickens i'm sure it might have been a couple 27 yeah 27 (laughs) chickens i think there were a couple remaining that was weird um that would be so upsetting (laughs) yeah 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 you got his chicken tendies (laughs) (laughs) that was yeah that was like dark weird another weird one this was before my time but my parents' driveway used to be a road connecting to the parallel road that we live on. And so when they first moved in there, like, the driveway hadn't been there for years. They had already, like, split up the properties and stuff. But this old guy had, like, lived around the area for, like, years and years. And he ended up using that road, like, when he was younger. And he still did. Or it was a woman, I think. And she would just walk across our property and they were like ma'am this isn't a road anymore she's like i gotta get over here (laughs) they were like okay so (laughs) you just like had to let her walk across the driveway and like through the field she'd like climb over the fence oh my gosh wow i guess that's pretty weird yeah (laughs) damn what else i feel like there's so much more there's like crazy big snapping turtles on my property and i'll never forget one of like my first childhood memories is my friend adam uh 
we were like childhood friends, like pre-kindergarten friends. We were sitting on one of those like Lego table, what not Lego, but you know those like outdoor plastic tables yeah, for kids that look like picnic benches, yeah, but they're yeah. not. We were sitting on one of those and the turtle like wandered over and then bit his foot. Oh, and I remember yeah. like the blood curdling scream. Like, Man, everything's really dark. <laughs> Murder. Murder. A lot of murder. <laughs> but yeah. Damn. Exactly, Miko. <laughs> right, Miko? Um, yeah, that's crazy. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty weird. Um, so obviously, like, I'm glad to talk about your life, but I want to talk about me for a second. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Surprise, um, surprise. Uh, like, you've listened to our podcast, and you know that, I don't know if you knew this, but Jackie and I are... What? So sometimes we'll talk about gay stuff because we're gay stuff. <laughs> um, so, like growing up on a farm, were you like really ex- exposed to any like LGBTQ, like anything like that? Yeah. So my mom is one of eight, um, and her sibling, one of her siblings, my aunt Elizabeth, mm-hmm. uh, was she passed away. Um, was gay, okay. uh, and she had a partner, VJ, that we knew really well, and so it was, co- like, she was a part of my family, and it was very accepted, mm-hmm. so there's that, my cousin Michael's gay, um, so I've had, like, members of my family being gay, so other than that, um, and the thing is, I went to a pretty progressive school, like, it was very sheltered, don't get me wrong, there mm-hmm. were 75 kids in my graduating class, and, like, one was black and like that was it you know everyone else was white but I feel like it was still accepting in nature so like nothing was really like surprising about being gay like it was never ever and my parents always were like we love you unconditionally no matter what Mm -hmm. and if my Irish grandfather who like second generation from Ireland can like get over it with my aunt like everyone else could kind of thing that's cool and I never again like she's older so I don't really know if they went through like a growing pains period, but by the time I was around, it was just a part of our family dynamic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, Aww. yeah. Aww. Case I've always had a positive presence, and it was never like a negative connotation. Yeah. I never understood that until like later in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until somebody had to fucking ruin it <laughs> and be like, I don't like gays, and I was like, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you know any gays in Jersey City besides us? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, you two are my first gays. No, I'm just kidding. Are we um, gay friends? <laughs> no, um, I have a coworker who's gay. Um, uh, <laughs> no, another coworker. <laughs> I know, I was like, uh, another coworker, me. <laughs> um, I feel like I know a couple of people who are like um, sexually fluid, so I don't know if I would quantify them as gay. But I guess they're part of that community, maybe. Yeah, sure. Again, like, I don't know where... I don't talk about people's gayness too much. It's just kind of like... You know what I mean? Like, you're not like, so Wait, you're Jewish. How many Jewish people I'm do you know? Jewish. You know what I mean? I mean, I was just curious. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but I've never... Uh, no. But the other, the list. like, queer people you know, are they male? Uh, Yes, male and female. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wondering <laughs> because there's a lot of gay guys. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say that. It is a big gay scene, but it's been like that. I think prior to even like us moving here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, big gay um, scene. Are there any like TV shows or movies that you like that are queer? 
you can jump in. Well, I can't get a word in. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, listen, I'm going to be real with you. I watch a lot of reruns of Frasier, <laughs> which, like, I guess could be construed <laughs> as right. some kind of... Yeah, that's Definitely okay. Bush. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um... I don't know. I don't really watch a lot of like, and if it is, it's kind of like in intertwined. Like, I don't know if it's, I don't specifically reach out for anything that has a gay, mm-hmm. um, what sort of looking for theme, right? Like where it's like outright, like, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, we're doing this gay show, you know, or this, <laughs> you know, LBGTQ show yes. about this. No, it's just kind of like, Oh, that person's gay in the show or that person's, you know, mm-hmm. queer in the show. Okay. I was just wondering. No. I have some good movie suggestions. Yes, me. please. I was going to say, I love suggestions. So Every time um, Whitney comes over to watch me go, I turn on the Netflix and it's like, okay, Christmas Carol, some shit. I'm like, what is Let it snow. I was like, I went to the description. I was like, two women. <laughs> friends. So you just watch gay Hallmark films is what you're saying. Okay. Hallmark doesn't like the gays. Well, yeah. Hallmark's But you know what I mean. They'll show up, but they want to show like any like affection. They're right. just like it's just like imply that like they're always together. like platonic and yeah, like gender neutral. Like, yeah, hand, like on her lap. I'm just here to help you, honey. Said. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there anything <sighs> you want to ask Hillary that you can think? I want to talk about Hillary's experience. What experience? During jury duty. Oh, oh, yes. Hello. Oh. That's the talk of the night. Oh, my so, I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually a huge true crime fan. All I, I do is listen to true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Murder and yes, and I'm like totally one of those people that's like um, chaotic, or not chaotic, good. like, what's it? It's like, uh, Neutral? no, like, where you're like way too over-justified, like you love personal justice and like, mm. I forget what that's called, but I'm just like way into like personal justice, so like. The idea of being on jury duty was so exciting for me when I got called. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you. I was like ready to go to the end. I was like, let's do this. Like my boss was like, You're coming back, like you're gonna give them some excuse. I was like, definitely. Part of me was too afraid to lie to the judge because it was my first time and I was like, What if he knows <laughs> yes. I'm lying? <laughs> that I'm crazy and I didn't want to say something like I'm racist. Like right, so right. I couldn't lie because I'm just bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um and the second, I was like, I'm kind of curious what this case was about. Because when I got into jury duty, I noticed. So I, you, they, you have to be there from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. straight. Or unless they dismiss you. Mm-hmm. So I noticed every couple of minutes they were calling for the same. They were like, this number, this number, this number. Go to this room with this judge. And it was the same judge and the same room number. So by 4 o'clock... It was like 3.45. Um, that's when they called my name and it was the same judge and same room number. I was like, what is going on with it? That they like aren't picking juries or jurors. So I go up there and it's it was a pettit jury, juror, which meant um, it was a, could have been a criminal case where I don't decide if it goes to trial. I decide on the verdict of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference between a grand juror and a pettit juror. Um, so I was even more enthralled by that. Um, but it turned out it was a murder case in Jersey City um, that had happened three years prior, which is kind of crazy to think that you're just deciding. That they're that just right. starting. Well, apparently, I didn't know this until afterwards. They had already had a trial, but then it ended in a mistrial. Okay. So that's why I had 
continued on, but it was, um, a woman in her eighties living in journal square was murdered by her neighbor or what we considered to be her, like it was the murder. Um, Mm -hmm. there was no DNA evidence. It was all based off video evidence and like the timing of everyone's like video cameras of people have like the ring app or any security cameras. And then also his phone. Um, but by the time I got in, it was about two weeks long that I had to stay there and do the, I had to go every single day. By the end of it, I was so like messed up. Like, I feel like I had PTSD from it because it was like so much more violent and gruesome that I was like, this is such a hard task that first off, fuck all of us for never wanting to do this because like we should, because it's your civic duty. It's my civic duty. Like I felt proud, Mm -hmm. but I also felt incredibly, incredibly sad. Right. And by the end of it, I was so numb because, like, I didn't talk about it with Anthony, really. Like, I didn't... You can't. So, I mm-hmm. didn't talk to anyone. Plus, like, it was hard because I didn't want other people's opinion to... Like, I felt like I was, like, A-plus juror. I was like, <laughs> I need to be the best juror ever. <laughs> I have to prove them right. Like, jurors are good. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was crazy was in the beginning, there was a guy who got on the jury... On the juror... Um, selection yeah on the bench and we're all in the back because they make you wait in a room constantly Mm -hmm. they just like move you out move you back in move you out and you're with these people for like two weeks i'm one of those people where i've just brought a book every single day and barely spoke to people and was nice to everyone and left it that there these women were um like that more charismatic where they were just talking to each other and bullshitting about stuff and the one juror overheard them talking about like people riding the short bus so he just interjected, and it's like, you don't know who these people are. You don't know what the reaction's going to be. I know you're trying to, like, defend people, but, like, there's... In my opinion, there's a time and a place for everything. It didn't seem like it was unnecessary for him to interject. And even if it was, he interjected very poorly mm-hmm. and kind of, like, threw it back in their face. So then they started arguing. And this was literally before the trial even started. They had selected the jury. They had us wait so they could start the trial. And then he got kicked off the jury. Oh, <laughs> So, like, already I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be really long, isn't this? What did I do? Um, but, yeah, in the end, they, we, we found him guilty. And it only took a uh, half an hour of deliberation. Yeah, the last time it was a mistrial because they couldn't decide. But, literally, we all walked in the room. We're like, he has to be. But part of me stills fucked up about, did he really? Like, he pleaded innocent. Right. I don't know if he took a plea deal. I don't know what happened in the end. I was too freaked out to Google it, but yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. That's a heavy thing. It was a very gruesome murder too. It was a stabbing and the son had found her the next day. It was like really just uh, a lot more intense than I was expecting it to be. And I felt like I was like going into it. I felt like I could handle it on my own. I felt Mm -hmm. like it was, but the day I left, the day we um, decided the verdict, I left, I walked home, and then I just cried for like an hour because it was just so emotionally draining, and I wasn't, I didn't even think it was until after I cried. Right. I was like, why did I cry? Why did, why, what happened? And I realized, oh, I just decided the fate of this man, and I don't, I'll never really know. I'll never really know. Yeah. Like, I can only believe what I, like, you have to go, what's the saying, like, um, not innocent until proven guilty, but like. Uh, if the, is there's just cause, mm-hmm. like you know, it, yeah, it just 
It was a lot more powerful than I thought it would be. Did they like show you photos and yes. videos? Yes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, if you're in true crime, maybe. Yeah. But it's different when it was somebody. Yeah, and it was um I was like he like all the true crime. <laughs> oh well, like one of the one of the biggest things for us was she's an eight year old woman who mm-hmm. has three security cameras in her house. She has one on the outside, well two, one on the outside, one in the hallway, um, and then she has a vestibule, and she like I don't answer the door for anyone, and I'm younger. Like this woman mm-hmm. has been living in Jersey City for a really long time since the eighties. She's not answering the door for anyone she doesn't know, yeah. and she opened the door. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, there's no way. And it was 10 o'clock at night in February. It was cold. It was like 20 degrees that day. That was one of the driving reasons that a lot of us felt like it was someone she knew. And the uh, appearance of him and his gait and his walk, um, it just all, it lined up way too closely too. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the timing in which, because there, you see him in videos, like you see the defendant um, in videos, like leaving to go to a bar and it happens to be the same time as, uh, you know, this other person is coming back. Like it, it lines up really too well. Right. Um, so, I mean, I will say the prosecution had a ton of gratuitous evidence and their motive was so flat. Like their motive was, he was just upset uh, that his girlfriend had, found a new boyfriend and it was like a I guess a crime of passion but I'm like if I'm upset I'm not gonna be like oh, fuck what am I gonna do I guess I'll kill my 80 year old neighbor oh um I mean, yeah so and like I think it was just like he's he was in his you know mid 40s worked at like a he did um like moving the pallets like he was one of those like lift drivers okay. making like twelve dollars an hour, still living with his mom. Mm-hmm. I'm like I think maybe he just was trying to find an escape. Uh, who knows? Yeah. I'm not gonna speculate about it, but yeah, it was intense. That is intense. It was. Okay, bye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> well, um, what else? So recently, you said you went to like a coven thing, and that is a much oh. happier thing that yes. happened. Can you tell us? A little bit about that. Yes. I don't know about you guys, but I felt like recently I just haven't had enough feminine energy around me. And so, uh, I know, know, right? She knows. (laughs) So it was nice. um, My friend Jack, we call her Jack because, yeah, Jack, Jack. Um, But her name is also Jacqueline. Um, Mm -hmm. She invited me to this like, meditation like moon ritual um that she did with like seven of her friends and I'd never met any of them and I told her by the end of the night we were all like crying and hugging and it was like emotionally supportive and like do you guys like feel like you get that enough because I feel like I just was so lacking in that I mean I know you're gay but (laughs) and you're around women probably more than I am but well no not really like I don't know it's it's like feminine energy in general or like the actual like feeling like comforted I guess both like it felt like I was missing this key emotion of like being in touch with my feminine side and also like that feminine you know when you like run into people who are very like-minded i.e women and you know you help them out and it's like that women supporting women like you know oh you have toilet paper on your shoe and you're like you know I have my period and it's like that like 
kindred spirit type mm-hmm. of relationship. Like, that's what it felt like. It felt like I had known them for years without really knowing them. I don't... I don't think I've ever experienced that. It sounds... <laughs> it's fucked up, but... Like, obviously, my friends support me and stuff, but yeah. we don't, like, dig deep into, like, feelings and stuff. <laughs> I feel like the last time I was anywhere close to that was, like, the Dyke March. Mm. Like, everybody... Yeah. Like, it's all... It's very funny. similar feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah, I always... I love the way I feel, but I'm not, like, talking to all the people there, you mm-hmm. know? But... It, I feel powerful in the moments that I am there just because everybody doesn't care what you look like, doesn't mm-hmm. care about anything, to do whatever. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It was yeah. like just this, um, like we were brought together. And like it was simple. Like it wasn't even that much like we're in touch with our feelings. It was right. more like we brought food. A lot of them needed it for like personal reasons. Like they were going through personal like dramas in their own life and like separate to the friend group or separate to me. And I, I had never met any of these people before mm-hmm. and they were all friends. <laughs> My friend Jack said it like through invitation. <laughs> like it was just like, Hey, I know you like we should hang out with these people. And then it started growing and it's like seven or eight women. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just like felt like it felt like a women's March. It felt different than a normal. And I'll be frank. Like, I don't think I've ever felt that before with like my friends. Like we have a close bond, but mm-hmm. Nothing quite like that. And it was very, very powerful amount of, like, feminine energy and, like, bonding of, like, sisterhood. Like, sisterhood is a great word for it. Yeah. I've never felt that. And I'm wondering if you guys have because you're part of, like, a queer community or, like, mainly a female gay community. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think it helped for me having sisters. Yeah. You know, so I, like, recognize, like, if I'm feeling that from someone else, I recognize that it's, like, what I feel when I'm around my sisters. and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I definitely, like, understand what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but I don't know about for you. No, yeah, I don't know. Not really. <laughs> it's, like, an instant, like, feeling. It's, like, not really, like, I feel like I can't even describe it. Yeah. It's just, like, oh, like, I, I feel this way, like, sometimes even for no reason. Like, nothing's happening. You're just, like, with someone, and it's, like, oh, I'm, like. Even you could do it with, like, a stranger. Like, yeah. Where, like, if a woman is, like, hey, like, I don't know you, but, like, do you have a tampon? Like, has that ever happened to you? Like, where it's, like, this. Only another woman could understand this situation that we're both in. And, like, Mm -hmm. we have that, like, little knowing chuckle. And it's like, oh, we're kind of, like, a part of a secret club. Yeah. And it's like, hey, that's cool that, you know, like, we know each other through that bond. But other than that, you're a complete stranger to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've been with friends when they've gotten, like, tampons from people. And I'm like, yeah. But... (laughs) But not really, not like in my normal encounters day to day, I guess. I guess we need to start a lady coven. But I I remember one time, well, actually, like when I ride the train and stuff, maybe I do get feelings like that. Like I, I could sense like women's frustration and um, I feel like maybe sometimes they can sense mine or I have a habit of um, when I get on a train, I never move for any man. <laughs> Uh, and I spread my legs and make them uncomfortable just so they can see how they feel like. And sometimes women will look at me and I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving them a taste of their own medicine, you know? <laughs> or, you know, like, but it's funny that you say that, like, like sometimes in the queer community, I do feel like that when we go to stuff like that. But, but being a woman sometimes in the queer community, 
feels really lonely to me because um, because like lesbians a lot of time are kind of I feel like most times sometimes they're in competition with each other because we're trying to date around and not all the time but like when you go to a bar like everybody has their own motive and stuff like that but as far as like the men and stuff like like I've talked about this before like don't feel any support from them whatsoever you know yeah and uh like it's funny bringing up the women's march I went to the very first one and there was like no gay guys to be found I was there too and you know, yeah that's that's great I love that <laughs> but you know like he's not a gay man but he came he was there <laughs> yeah like I haven't been allowed in like gay bars because I'm a woman and it didn't matter if I was gay or not like there's unfortunately a lot of stuff wow really yeah mm-hmm. you know and like like I've been asked, like, what are you doing here? I'm like, <laughs> same reason. Drinking you. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, if you go to Gay Pride, it feels like it's aimed more towards gay yeah. men, oh, for sure. Totally. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what's crazy is, like, I feel like I, because I'm not a member of the community, it's like, and not that it's not like I, I feel like I'm not welcome. It's just, like, there's just, it's like that sisterhood feeling where it's like it's mm-hmm. a connection in a community where, like, I couldn't quite explain it to, like, a straight male or even a gay male. I couldn't explain it to a male because it's another element of a relationship they don't understand. So is that something that pride's like? Are they using it like that? Or is it just an excuse to use it like that? Uh, I feel like it's super commercialized. And just just like in the hetero community, like, men have more privilege over the women. And it doesn't So stop. it's probably not even... Like, a known, learned behavior. Like, do they even know what they're doing, you think, half the uh, time? No, I don't think so. <laughs> because, like, I don't know. What do you think? That's just, like, I don't think so either. Because that's just how they're used to being. And they yeah. don't, they're not, like, aware of how, you know, their behavior or their actions are affecting women. Yeah, it's so basically, it's- like... They don't want to fuck us, so they don't want to have anything to do with yeah, us. Yeah, so it's like, why are you here? Like, yeah. Ugh. You know? Like. That's like, I thought yeah. that shit was reserved for only straight males. Oh, no. Gay guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, gay guys. A lot of you are very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know a lot of great ones, but, you know, like, there's some that are real assholes. Hey, listen, there are shitty people in all communities. <laughs> like, I remember I was, I was at Henrietta Hudson, and, um... Like, obviously, that's a lesbian bar. It's one of the, the only one in Manhattan, and there were some gay guys in there, and I was, like, with, I was, like, with a date or whatever, and this guy just comes up to us, and he goes, hey, lesbians, and I was just, like, oh, no. I was, like, <laughs> oh, no. Like, why do you have to do that, you know? And, and the girl I was with, she's, like, well, first of all, I'm bi, you know, and it's just stuff like that. He's, like, no, it's okay, I'm gay, too, and I was just, like, but, you know, like, we're people, like, I'm not gonna be, like, Right. Hey, faggots. You know, because, <laughs> like, it's, we just don't do that. Like, it was just It's just unnecessary. Weird. Like, we all know where we are. Yeah. Like, we're not, you know, to be like... <laughs> we're not an just, anomaly. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hello. There's that, a whole building and business erected around our yeah. community. And then one time this guy... Or, no, sorry, it wasn't a guy. It was another girl. Like, it was that same night. It was a really weird night. Uh, like, the girl that I was with was like, yeah, bye. And then she looked, the girl looked at me and she goes, aren't you worried? And I was like worry about what and she was like this is more like bi erasure and erasure i can't talk but 
just like she likes men too aren't you worried she's gonna leave you and i was like no not if, not if I was we like, have a successful relationship <laughs> yeah i was like i'm confident and i was like that's also really disrespectful to her that you would think mm-hmm. like because she's bi she's immediately promiscuous yeah and like exactly. can't maintain like, a healthy relationship with someone yeah but yeah it's just weird like if you want to hear all my thoughts about it <laughs> if you listen to the chickpea episode of us on i go like deep because yeah like i still feel definitely feel comfortable around everybody but there is like that little bit of you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like yeah that's why like but i'm sure every community feels that yeah yeah like definitely obviously gay guys do not have it easy (laughs) but uh like when we go to the dyke march that's why i like going to that versus gay pride because like every float on the gay pride parade is just men like half naked (laughs) just (laughs) wait a second (laughs) one float of y'all were cast to go by and we're like Meatballs, like real meatballs. Yeah. Oh my god, that is terrible food waste. What the fuck? They were like giving out like meatballs. Oh, giving them out. Oh, they were like throwing. I mean, like tossing them off the float. Like that's weird. But I remember this girl I used to hang out with. She she would hang out with gay guys all the time and always support them. But I never hung seen her hanging out with like gay women, and it's like that too, like. Girls just want to hang out with like gay guys because I guess they're probably afraid that women are gonna hit on them, which is. But stupid. I don't understand that. Like, yeah. what? I don't know. But what? if you think about it, like if you have a gay BFF, it's usually not a woman. It's usually a guy. Yeah. You know, it's very strange. Like, there's a lot. Of stuff I think like I'm that. closer with you guys than my gay coworker. Yeah, I mean, it's because I've known you longer, yes. so. I yeah. consider you guys my gay BFFs. I don't know. Well, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's just some stuff that I notice, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. It's like when you think a community is going to be better or safe or more woke or evolved mm-hmm. than a community that you think you're trying to leave behind or at least separate from further. And then you just, fo- like, these problems, like, follow us no matter yeah. where we go. And it's like... Change starts with yourself. Like, you can't move to another community and, like, hope that people will be more accepting. It's like, no, you have to, like, teach people and, like, mold people and change people into saying, okay, like, recognize that you also inherit, like, the same issues as straight white males. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, which is something I never even thought about. Yeah. It's weird. Like. Again, I'm not yeah. a lesbian, so I probably wouldn't <laughs> notice these things and be like, why are they being better friends to lesbians? Because I'm not one. But, like, it's just like, but I should have recognized that. We have like no purpose to them because we're not going to sleep with them. We're not their mm-hmm. mom. We're not their sister. Which is also a lot of straight white males' yeah. mentality about women, too. Yeah. Like, who are you to me if nothing besides a mother, a sister, or somebody to fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait. Sorry to take that turn. But, no. No, but, that's such a great thing I never even thought about. I, I just never thought about it before. And it's it seems so obvious now ever since you brought up pride. It's like, yeah, that's very male-focused. Mm-hmm. And I never even thought about that before. Thank you. It's like been that. I've been to, like, prides all over. Like, it's all, a lot yeah. of different states. And, yeah, I've been to the even San Francisco one, which is the largest pride, like, world pride ever. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I was, like, in shock. Like, I drove <laughs> like eight hours of men. Like my friends, and we were, like, all ready for it, and we got there, and, like, he had the time of his fucking life, <laughs> and my friend and I were, like, what do we do? Like, 
what do we what do? Are, yeah. Like, we what am I doing? around. Yeah. You know, just, like, seeing all, like, it was very, like, male. Like, Probably male feeling tennis, completely like, invisible, which is not what you want to feel in a pride parade. Yeah, and I was just like, this is, I'm like, this is so depressing. <laughs> like, I came, I came all this way <sighs> to, like, experience this with, like, so with my friends. And, like, I don't know, it was just, it was just yeah. weird. Yeah. So, but. if you, well... Yeah, if you go to Pride, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just really interesting when I went to the Women's March that I saw hardly any gay guys there because, I don't know, it was just weird. I know it's like a Women's March, but anybody could go. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was like, I feel like this support. year was a little better. Maybe, I haven't been since the first time I went. I think the, well, the last one that you and I went to. Oh, the Dyke March? Yeah, the Dyke March. Oh, yeah. I think was, well, that you were one, saying the Dyke March, where you'd like... In the past, I'd like no, you know, men. But I feel like the one that we went to was well uh, a little bit like they don't want men to march with us. No, just like cheering on. Oh like, yeah, on the side. Remember yeah. we saw like all those like cute little guys. Yeah, like, that was. Oh. Yeah. yeah, there was some gay guys, this, and I was really happy about that. And I remember saying, "Oh my god, I can't yeah!" Lie. I remember we had like a whole talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you don't see that a lot. Yeah. So. It's um, nice getting support from outside communities. Yeah. It's like, wow, I feel like you value my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could say a lot more, but I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> I was like, all right, should we keep going? Yeah. What are your other questions? Um, Whitney has a picture of a post-it note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Random scribblings. Um, I mean, we don't have to go into it. It was a lot. I just wanted to know, like... It's going to get backed up into fucked up territory, but Ooh. I was going to say, who is your favorite serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> Are we just going to make this a crime lesbian the podcast? The beginning of Hillary's oh. introductions when she talks about the farm. Yeah. yeah but... Let's circle it back. Do you listen to any podcasts? I do. I listen... Well, okay. So, I grew up on NPR, okay. so basically... Yes, I've yeah. been listening to, quote, podcasts, but yeah. the radio, just talk radio for years, so, like, wait, wait, don't tell me, I listen to Fresh Air, you know, uh, This American Life, Moth Radio, actually, oh, um, yeah. Moth had a story slam in Jersey City, and my friend Jacqueline mm-hmm. got on it and oh told a story, and it was the coolest fucking thing, because she was so smooth, and it was like... She, she was an amazing storyteller and had done it quite literally on a whim. Like, didn't go there with the intention. I think she maybe considered signing up to do the story slam, but then had actually gotten picked and wasn't ready for that. But her story was about her grandmother because uh, there was, like, a theme to the night. You look like you're lost. Do you know what? No, I'm fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, she looks lost. <laughs> do you know the moth story hour? Mm-hmm. I don't. <sighs> I do. It's all storytelling. Yeah, again, I'm a huge podcaster. All about that podcast. Yeah, I've just been listening to The Office Ladies. (laughs) Oh, I haven't listened to that one yet. Um, It's awesome. Well, I'm currently obsessed with My Favorite Murder. Yeah, that's what I was listening to. Shout out. But I I think I told you this already. Like, I got to a really depressing episode and I had to take a break. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I have to take breaks after those because I'll binge it. But then I'm like, you know driving to school because I teach and I'm like listening to murders like terrible murders about children getting murdered and then I like go teach and then I drive home and listen to like terrible murders about women getting murdered and I'm like hmm this is dark maybe I should take a break yeah 
Yeah, but I love them. They're really funny. Um, and I would like to go see them live, but it, it's hard to, I think. But um, I like podcast culture. I, I love talk radio because I feel like, you know, there's so many pros and cons to internet and the 21st century with, like, giving people platforms. Because mm-hmm. I feel like not everyone needs a platform, but I feel as if most things, like, just because there's those people ruining it for some, more often than not, I find such positive communities coming out of podcasts and, like, talk radio uh, and storytelling. So I've always loved podcasts for that. Because so many people have good, positive things, like you two. So many good positive oh, things right. to bring to the table. Ram, ram, yeah, ram. <laughs> everything I just said was positive. <laughs> I know. I was like trying to think of like one thing that we said that was like uplifting. I was like, oh, and I was oh. not paid for this message. Um, <laughs> yeah, like there's a bunch on my phone that I have, but I don't ever listen to them. But same. Yeah, I like, drive to work though, so it's way easier for me to because like my commute if I was at like Hound about town. Was eight minutes. Yeah. So I'd be like, well, today, just, that up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. just fast forward through the you know uh, ads, and because I'm not paying for premium. Sorry, Stitcher. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but like Jonathan Van Ness has a really good podcast. Oh, getting curious. Yeah. I heard it's great. Yeah, it's good. Um, like Anna Ferris has a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Long has a good one. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's called Life Is Short with Justin Long. Oh, Which is, like you know, yeah. gotta love a good pun. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that's all I went. Oh. <laughs> and then, like, uh, there's like movie podcasts. Mm-hmm. There's like a Gilmore Girls podcast that I was there listening is? to. Yeah. Um, I love Gilmore Girls. You know, and when we were coming up with names, like, I had a really good one, but then somebody already had it. Uh, no, Lesbian is amazing. <sighs> but my other one was better. <laughs> Shout out to Potty Talk. <laughs> um, I don't even think they make episodes anymore. So give us now. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of shit out there, mm-hmm. and you know I wish I had more time to listen to them. I could at work, but I always get interrupted, or you know, like I remember rude customers. I know. Hey, sometimes I play my favorite murder at work, and then I'm like, oh, there are children here. I shouldn't play this. Yeah, I usually just listen to the office ladies and laugh. (laughs) Um, But I remember when I would, during summer, I would take a train to Asbury Park a couple times, and I would listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. then, or on a flight or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember I just love laughing out loud, and people don't know why. (laughs) It's just... just Oh, that happens a lot. I'm in my car. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I don't know what else I have to say. I talk way too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait. Uh, so did I. I feel like I talked at you. Yeah, On that note. <laughs> well, thank you for um, telling us your stories. Thank you. Hillary, it's been a pleasure. This is Now that we wonderful. live across the street from each other. Shh. Um, I don't know where we live, but <laughs> we live across the street from each other. It's so um, exciting. We yeah. have paper cups. Yes, we do. A little string. Um, but yeah, let's. Again. This was, was wonderful. Fun. Thank you guys very yeah, much. We'll have a better idea of like what we're talking about next time, but yeah, this one was yeah. kind of short. This one has got a little all, all over the place. It was but, all over the place, but that's but that's very that's me. Like our relationship. That's I'm very on brand <laughs> with being all over yeah, the place. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be all scripted. Yeah, maybe sound like robots. And if I may, I think mm. you should. Oh, 
I know, Miko. I may not. <laughs> when he's just sitting on my dog, it's fine. I'm not. But I'm in her space and she's mad. <laughs> um, we're going to do an ASMR episode. <laughs> DM us for topics. <laughs>